Hello, everyone. Welcome or welcome back to the Art of Growing Up podcast. I'm your host, Allie. Today, I am sitting right outside of Starbucks recording this because I don't know why I cannot record episodes at home. I tried to do it the very first time that I was doing a podcast. Like, I was sitting down with my actual microphone and I was about to record it, but I just get so distracted when I'm in my own, like, home doing podcast episodes. I don't know why, but I just have to be somewhere with scenery. And so right now, just to give you a picture, I'm sitting in my car outside of Starbucks. I just got my drink and I am looking at one of the prettiest mountain ranges, like mountain range views in my area. And it's just gorgeous. And I just always appreciate living here whenever I see the mountains like this, because they're just stunning. And It's just, I don't know. I just love where I live and I love that there's so many places where I can have views like this. I am drinking my caramel macchiato. I've been really into these recently and I think it's because one of my New Year's resolutions, if you guys listened to last week's episode, or I guess a week and a half, I don't know. um, I talked about how I really want to just be, I, I guess just be more conscious of my decisions. So I haven't really been drinking as much soda because I just realized that I drink way too much soda. And I was, I've really been looking at the health of my coffee, like how many calories each of them have, how much sugar each of them have. And obviously that's not going to sway my decisions all the time, but I realized that for some reason, I don't know if it's just like the specific drink, but caramel macchiatos are just less than, less calories than like a lot of the other sugary drinks. So I've just been having a caramel macchiato. Also, it's so good. So I don't really know how that works, but regardless I have been really into I feel like I have a lot of like iced drinks that aren't that high in calories and sugar but I don't have that many hot ones like I I love the peppermint mocha I love the pumpkin spice lattes and those are really sugary so I I I guess I've just been looking for a really hot or a hot drink that's just less sugary but this doesn't seem to be that much better um I do get it made with well typically whenever I'm going to Dunkin I get everything made with skim milk um sometimes I do almond milk with hot drinks it just depends I am a coffee connoisseur so I really just try different things all the time um but with all that being said hi today's episode is going to be about books and I know that I had talked to you guys in the first episode about how I wasn't I was going to do all book related videos on YouTube whenever I eventually come back to YouTube and then have this not be about books but I've kind of just been thinking about it and I am going to come to YouTube eventually it's just such a long process to get everything set up for YouTube and I kind of forgot how much goes into making YouTube videos like it's not just you sit down you film it you edit it you upload it it's like I have to get my camera charged. I didn't know where my battery was and because I literally haven't pulled out in forever. I didn't know where my tripod was. I don't have a good background set up. I don't have a, I forget what it's called. I don't know if it's called a Sims card. A, just where I put my, where all the memory go, memory card, I guess. I don't know. I don't have one of those. So I need to go buy one of those. And then I also need to get one for my big camera. Um, the lighting I need to figure out because there's not a really good place just there this is I could literally go on forever and that's just with the filming with the editing it's like my laptop is on its last leg and I got an iPad for Christmas because of that but you can't get Final Cut Pro on the iPad so I have to learn a whole new editing system basically it's just 
a lot of stuff and that's not even taking into consideration that I am probably going to be really awkward and on camera since I haven't done it in a while so I'm gonna have to like probably film it a couple times so all that being said I am planning on doing all that stuff it's slowly but surely coming together because I do need to get all that stuff for the cruise because I'm just wanting to document a lot of the cruise I'm going on this next week um but it's just a lot to get together and so most book stuff is going to be on YouTube, but the time sensitive stuff that I was planning on doing in January, like this episode, this topic, um, I really couldn't wait to do it because it's about my 2023 to be read list, TBR. And I feel like it's not something that you, I mean, I guess I could do it like in March, but I would rather just kind of talk to my book friends about what I'm reading this year and just like we can just have a conversation about it on here um and also I love the podcast because I feel like it just gives me so much creative freedom to kind of just do whatever the heck I want to do um there's such a small community of people that listen to this podcast and all of them I'm like talk about all these topics with anyways and one of the topics that I talk about with these people are books so I just thought that it would be fun um to have this episode be about books and what I'm reading for this next year and then literally if you get nothing else from this episode please DM me or comment on my question thing that I'm gonna put on my story and tell me what you're reading this year because I absolutely love hearing people's TBRs I think it's so fun to hear what people are reading and like what's on their list so before we get into that I want to tell you guys about New York this weekend because it was so much fun um and kind of like a little bit of a life update but then we're going to jump into what I'm reading in 2023. So for those of you guys who didn't listen to last week's episode Caleb and I went to New York with his parents and sister and cousin. It was his cousin's Christmas present that we went because she is super into musical theater loves musical theater and she had never been to New York and never been to Broadway so we went with her to Phantom of the Opera and it was it was just so much fun the whole weekend was um and I feel like I really didn't know that I needed a New York weekend until I had one and I was like oh that was so inspiring and like I'm really glad that I started my year doing that um so we left Caleb and I flew out on Friday and we I think it, we left our apartment at like six or no, like 530 or something. Got to the airport because the airport's like right down the road from us. And the great thing about being in Asheville is that Allegiant um, flies direct to a lot of places that we like going. So, for example, whenever we lived in Orlando, there's a direct flight through Allegiant from Asheville to the Sanford airport. So we were literally regulars on that flight. Like we, I feel like honestly, what makes me, I'm not going to toot my horn, but my, what makes me a decent travel agent, I guess you could say, is that I know all the cheap ways to do things. Like obviously you don't want to be cheap, cheap whenever you're on your actual vacation, but getting to and from it and like all those things around that, I feel like I know how to do really well because I had to do it so much whenever I actually lived in Orlando. So that's my favorite part is like, obviously I'm going to help people plan the best Disney vacation they can possibly plan as a Disney travel agent, but I love to find them like cheap ways to get there and get back because you just totally don't need to spend like a million dollars to get places. Anyways, that's a long way to say we found a really good flight to Newark, um, which is the airport right near New York City, but it's not one of the New York ones. It's the New Jersey one. 
And we flew into there. Our flight was so easy. I love Allegiant. They're just so efficient. It's just like everything you need to get from point A to point B. I've never had a bad experience on Allegiant. Um, but we got on the flight at like seven o'clock, landed at nine. Um, Caleb's dad had gotten a car to take us to our hotel. So we just went there, dropped our bags off. And then Caleb had never done anything. I think I talked about this in last week's episode. Hold on, I'm gonna take a sip of coffee. Oh, so good. But Caleb had never been anywhere in New York that wasn't like a tourist spot, really. And we were going to be doing that for the rest of the weekend. But I wanted to take him somewhere kind of to just walk around and like see the less touristy parts and just like more of the neighborhoods. So we went down to the West Village. We took the subway and it's so overwhelming to me every time I go to New York because I'm from North Carolina, like in the mountains. And it's it's even a culture shock whenever I come back from being in New York, even if it's a short amount of time, because everyone, it's not that they're mean, but everyone there is just in such a hurry. And here, everyone is like so not in a hurry. Like everyone is taking their sweet time to do everything. And like, I, I can give an example. I got off the plane after being in New York and we went to Culver's, which is like a burger place. And I was going inside to get my burger. Every single person in there like held the door open for me. Um, like said, hi, how are you doing today? Like whatever. Like it was pretty packed and nobody was like mad or like trying to get around anybody. Like everybody was just like taking their sweet time. I was trying to get some ketchup from like the ketchup dispenser. And so I was like, oh, you can go ahead and do that. Like whatever. Everybody's just so nice here and like very slow and wants to talk to you and ask you how you're doing. People in New York, it's not that they're mean. They just don't care because they have their own lives and they're just busy. But it's just so, it's like overwhelming at first until I get into the swing of it. And then I come back and to here in Asheville and I'm just like, wow, people are really slow here. And now I know how my best friend Michaela feels as a New Yorker who went to school in Virginia. Anyways, we went to a bagel shop called Murphy's Bagels for breakfast. We went to, um, so this was like all kind of near the village in Chelsea. And then we went to the Harry Potter store, which was so cool, guys. Speaking of books, so cool. Um, the only thing about the Harry Potter store is like it was sick. It was amazing, but it made me wish I was in Universal <laughs> because it's like the same things that you have in Universal. Some things are different and some things are like extra things, but you don't have the rides, obviously. And like my favorite part about being in Harry Potter world, obviously, is the ambiance, but it's also just like riding Hagrid's motorbike, just stuff like that. So I liked it a lot. I definitely think it's worth seeing if you're in New York and you're a Harry Potter fan, but I also like, it made me miss Universal. But anyways, what else did we do? Um, I guess that was mostly it. Oh, we went to the, the I guess it's like a, a branch of the New York Public Library and it looked like a castle. It actually just looked like Hogwarts. It was so cool. And it was just, I just love libraries. I guess this is all actually related to books because we also went to a bookstore. It's called, um, I think it's called Three Lives Books or something like that. And it's also in the West Village. It wasn't my favorite. I was actually expecting it to be a little better, but the atmosphere was really cute and the outside of it I saw on my Pinterest all the time so I just wanted to go check it out but it was really just like a small bookstore which is fine but it was also like more I would say it was less of the type of books that I usually read so that's why I was kind of like 
I liked it, but it wasn't my favorite bookstore ever. My favorite bookstore ever is still to this day, Givens Bookstore in Lynchburg, Virginia. If you guys go to school there, please go there. I used to go there all the time and it's my favorite. So then I think we stopped and got pizza somewhere. We looked on the One Bite app, which is by Dave Pornoy of Barstool. I'm not a Barstool girly, but Caleb is a big Barstool guy. Guy. I was about to say Barstool girly. Um, he loves Barstool. And so he like showed us one bite. And I was like, honestly, this is kind of genius because I want to take it from somebody who has actually tried it. Um, it's basically this app where you can see what their group rates all the pizzas and a lot of them are New Yorkers. So it's nice to know. We went to one of their, like, it was like eight, eight star ratings or something. And it was really good. Um, I forget what it's called though. And then we kind of got, went back to the hotel and was just kind of waiting for his parents to get there or his family. So his family got there. We, um, took some pictures on the rooftop of our hotel. We were staying at the Hampton Inn on Times Square. And honestly, that was a really good, um, hotel to stay in because it was really central to everything. And then that night, what did we do? Oh, we went to get cheesecake. We went on this like river or the, it's like a cruise around the city and we kind of just got to see a bunch of things. I got to see the Statue of Liberty for the first time. Never seen it, even though I've come to New York like a couple times. Um, and then we went to Ellen Stardust Diner, which is on Times Square. It's this restaurant where all the servers sing. It's like a karaoke for servers, but they're all really good and they're all like Broadway extras. So it was so cool to do that. Like I, I honestly didn't know what to expect, but it was so cool and just like a really fun environment. So if you're there and you're looking for something to do like that, like a restaurant that's very like New York, I feel like that's probably the most romanticized New York thing I've been to because it was just so like, it felt like I was in high school musical. So then by that point it was like 1130. So we went to bed, we woke up the next day and we did so much on on Saturday. We, um, went ice skating at the Rockefeller center. We went to a couple of stores, went to Chelsea market. We went to the empire state building, which was insane. And I thought I was going to throw up because of how high up it was, but it actually wasn't that bad. I was just ready to get down whenever, <laughs> whenever we got to the end of it, I was like, okay, I'm ready to go back down now. I don't want to be up this high. And then what else did we do? I feel like we did a lot that day. Oh, we went to the MoMA and we got to see, this was Caleb's like thing that he really wanted to do, but we loved Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio and Caleb specifically because he loves Guillermo del Toro. So, and that's literally so funny because that's what I got him for Christmas. I got him a pop uh, Funko Pop Gamma del Toro and he lost his mind like that was his favorite gift at, like for Christmas and I was so shocked because I knew he was gonna like it but I didn't know he was gonna like it that much but um yeah so he loves Gamma del Toro we loved Pinocchio so it, the exhibit at the MoMA was so freaking cool it was literally like all of the actual props from the movie and because it was a stop motion and it was all of the sets all of the different pinocchios and like his facial expressions and like it's all actual stuff from the movie so it was really really cool to see that then we went on a carriage ride in central park we went back got changed i took a really good nap <laughs> because i was so tired at that point and both of these days i got like twenty thousand steps um, what else did we do after that? Oh, then we were going to go eat at this one Mexican restaurant, but then we didn't really have time because we had to go to Phantom of the Opera. So we just got Chick-fil-A and then went to Phantom of the Opera, which was incredibly surreal because 
that was where Michaela, my best friend and I went whenever we, um, wait, what is it? I'm trying to say, oh, whenever we were freshmen in college, that was the first time I ever came to visit her in New York. We went to see Phantom of the Opera and I'm pretty sure we sat in like the same seats that we were sitting in the other day. And what's crazy about that, why I bring that up, I'm, I'm saying this now because I'm not posting this until she announces it, but I was at Phantom of the Opera and I had texted her. I was like, oh my gosh, look, like, Mims, so fun, like, so emotional, whatever. And she's like, I need you to FaceTime me right now. And I was like, what? And then she FaceTimes me and she tells me that she got engaged. And I'm, no, I'm like, I'm gonna cry even talking about this. I was like, so shocked. And I obviously was trying not to scream super loud because I was in the theater, but I was like, it was so funny. But like, it's just crazy and surreal that that happened because I was already thinking about like how crazy it is that our freshmen selves we're here at this same theater in that same spot watching the same show and how our lives were completely different. Obviously, I didn't know Caleb. She didn't know her fiance. Oh my God, even saying that's crazy. But yeah, like we just didn't, like our lives were just so different. And then like in that moment, she FaceTimes me. So that was just crazy. I'm so happy for her. Go like her post on Instagram and go tell her congratulations. Um, That was just crazy. And I was so excited about that. So what a what a way to end the weekend with a bang. So um, then after um, Phantom of the Opera, we just went back to the hotel and Kayla's parents actually took a train back home at 2.30 in the morning. So we were like just hanging out with them until they went to the train station. But I was like, y'all are crazy for that. But I actually probably would do that too because also I love the train, but I just couldn't even imagine doing that that day specifically because I was so tired and after they left, I knocked. We woke up the next day, which was Sunday, and then we flew back. So it was just a really short but really fun weekend. And it was also just so, I guess, like, inspiring because I posted this on Instagram. So you guys probably saw this. It's probably being redundant right now. But I sometimes I just get this really, really weird feeling and, like, sadness because whenever you're little or even whenever you are a teenager, I think that you just have this hopefulness of like anything could happen in life. Like I could do anything. I could be anything. And then as I've gotten just a little bit older, I've just, sometimes I just get into this, not like depression. I just kind of get in this slump where I'm like, have I decided what my life's going to be already? And like, I don't know. It's, it's so weird and it's not realistic at all because really I have the best husband I have the best life right now and really we could do whatever we want to do in life right now we could really make any decision and kind of like do pretty much anything but and like he's so supportive of my dreams and goals and I hopefully am as supportive of his but sometimes I just get sad thinking about like oh like I wanted to do this whenever I was younger but I don't think I'm gonna do that but who's to say I can't so anyways being in New York just reminded me of or it kind of just re-inspired me that like you can really do and be anything and there are so many people that work hard daily to achieve their goals and like absolutely hustle to be there because it is not cheap to live there it is so expensive but they stay and they're all like working towards something you know so that's just inspiring because it's it's just inspiring to see you don't see as that as much of that I guess in the areas that I'm at, not that I don't love where I live. I absolutely love where I live. It's just, you don't see that like hustle to make it kind of thing here because you're kind of just 
you know, just living, living life kind of slow, which I love. absolutely love that about being here. It's just to say that like, it's inspiring to be places like New York City. Anyways, that was super long. Um, but let's jump into the books that I want to read in 2023. I want to start by telling you guys the books that I read in 2022, which was literally just from Blood and Ash series. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I read a couple in the beginning of the year, but then I was really excited because I was about to go to the From Blood and Ash series, which I had heard a lot of good things about. And I was very disappointed with From Blood and Ash for a lot of reasons. Um, I liked the first book. I gave it four stars. Really liked the first book, actually. I thought that it was really interesting. The enemies to lovers was good. The plot twist was good. The environment and kind of like the vibe of it was royalty, um, royalty, romance, religion. It was just really cool. And it was a good concept. And I liked it. But really this the second book just took me so long to read because it was so boring and the second book and the third book 100% could have been condensed into one book and then I don't I know people talk about this on book talk but her whoever her editor is is horrible like I think it's the author is Jennifer L. Amertrout I think that's how you pronounce her name Whoever her editor is needs to be fired because there were so many typos. There's just the modern language in a in a fantasy book was not it. Um, it was so repetitive. The romance kind of got in the way of a plot. And I guess I should have realized before I got into the book that it was more romance and less fantasy. But it still frustrates me because the plot had so much potential, but it was just a lot of romance. It was very adult, which I wasn't expecting because the first book is honestly like, it's a, like, I don't know, it's like a little spicy, but the, the second, third, and fourth, it's just like a lot. Um, and that's fine. Like, I'm sure that that's like somebody's cup of tea, but it's just, it's just so repetitive and I don't even like it. It's just, it's just frustrating because I didn't realize that it was going to be like that, much of the storyline I guess really it's like I like it to be I like romance whenever it's like a subplot rather than it's like the main plot and then the fantasy like element of it is kind of kind of the subplot I like it to be swapped so that was really my biggest problem um also this kind of a spoiler for that series honestly I would never recommend you reading it so I guess it doesn't really matter if I spoil it but in the end, there's this weird, like, love triangle, I guess. But I don't... It's just weird. And it doesn't make any sense in the story. So I would just not recommend reading it. One of my goals for 2023 is to DNF books, did not finish books, whenever I don't like them. Because I could have read so many more better stories this year. But because I refused to not finish it, I just was stuck with this one series that I didn't even like. So... Yeah, don't read From Blood and Ash. I think I would give it like a two stars or 2.5, probably just because the first book was so good, but then the last ones were trash. So that is what I give From Blood and Ash. Moving on to this year, it has gotten a lot better already from the beginning, At probably towards the end of 2022 into 2023. I don't, I'm not sure which day I finished it, but I finished all of the first Throne of Glass book in a day because it was so freaking good. I give it a four stars only because... I've heard that a lot of the other books in the series are better than it, and already, 
already I'm kind of rethinking that. I think I'm going to give it a 4.5 because it was really, really good. Um, almost perfect. I think the only thing is that I know that her writing gets better in the later books. Not that it was bad in Throne of Glass. I think it just, I know that it gets better than it is. So I don't want to give it a five stars without reading the other ones and whatever. But I love Sarah J. Mass. I read A Court of Thrones and Roses. I don't know if it was last year or the year before that, but it is hands down one of my favorite series. So my goal this year, one of them is to read all of her other series because I think this is kind of a spoiler, but I'm pretty sure they're all connected at some point or that she's planning to connect them all. So I wanted to kind of be caught up on all of her worlds. So with that being said, I have read Throne of Glass. I think I read that like, I don't know, I want to say like the very beginning of January. Now I'm on Crown of Midnight, which is her second book in the series. Throne of Glass is seven books long, which is kind of a lot, but they're kind of, they're pretty easy to get through. Actually, I would say the vibe of them is royalty, assassin, the first book was kind of like enemies to lovers, but it, I wouldn't say it's like an intense enemies to lovers. It's like a cutesy like, oh, we don't like each other, but now we like, I don't know. I liked, I honestly liked the romance in it thus far. I think it's cute and I like, it makes me giggle because it's just like, I don't know. It's just fun. I know that it's not, I guess this is another spoiler, but I'm pretty sure it's not who she ends up with, who she's with in the first, either of the two books. Um, I'm pretty sure she's with somebody else. But also, I'm kind of confused about a lot of things that I've seen spoilers for on TikTok, which I'm glad about because I don't want to know everything. But yeah, I just really enjoy both of them so far. Obviously, I'm I'm probably like two thirds of the way done with Crown of Midnight. So I'm not obviously like I'm not all the way through it yet. But so far, if I had to like keep if it kept being this pace and this like level of good (laughs) I would probably give Crown of Midnight a four stars because it's really good it's not like as interesting as the first book or no mm. I think it's just the first book you're just getting introduced to everybody which is why I think it's a little bit more interesting and then there's all the new things that are introduced are really interesting so I would say that Crown of Midnight is kind of like a continuation of it which is why we give it a four stars, but the ending might make it a 4.5. We'll see, but really like it so far. I'm planning to read all the other books, um, in the series. I'm hoping to finish Crown of Midnight by the end of this week, but at the end of this week, um, we leave for our cruise and I'm taking a pause on Throne of Glass because I'm doing something that I've always wanted to do, which is intensely romanticize a read. So I'm reading, uh, Daughter of a Pirate King and Daughter of a Siren Queen, duology while we're on the cruise which I'm really excited about because I've never hold on I gotta take a sip of this coffee before it gets cold but um I've never really picked books based off of where I'm gonna be I wish I did more because if you guys know me you know that I romanticize everything in my life So I'm not sure why I haven't done it with books yet, but basically I just thought that it'd be such a fun thing to read a pirate book while I'm on a ship. (laughs) I just thought that'd be fun. And then the second book in the series is about mermaids. So I just thought that that would be fun to do while I'm like on the cruise. We're going to Mexico, Jamaica, Grand Cayman, and the Bahamas. So I just thought that'd be fun while I'm in a tropical setting or like on the ocean to read books like that. So take a little break from Throne of Glass. Also, I'm doing this based off of like kind of timeline of events. So I'm hoping after that, to finish the rest of the Throne of Glass series. Um, And 
I guess I'll preface this also by saying I'm not a slow reader. Like, I, as you could see from me reading Throne of Glass in a day, like, I can read books fast. It's more so that, like, after experiencing A Court of Thorns and Roses and being so sad that I was done with it and, like, the feeling of, dang, like, I'm never going to be able to read that for the first time again, it's made me, like, slow down, ser- like, reading series because I want to, like, fully take in every single like moment of books that I know I'm going to enjoy and SJM is just a really good author to me. I know that not everybody likes her but for me she's definitely like probably my favorite of all time and so I know that if she writes something I'm going to like it so that's why I kind of like take my time with things that she puts out and series that she's wrote because I just know that I'm going to enjoy it so I don't want to rush through it. So I'm probably going to be done with Throne of Glass like maybe February at some point I kind of want to take a little I guess you could say like palette cleanser and this is kind of the point where I want to come to YouTube and do like kind of creative things around books so here's my idea I really want to do a like maybe make it a series but I want to do like reading books that I don't typically read and kind of like giving my thoughts on it because normally I read like kind of strictly fantasy because modern anything just doesn't really appeal to me but I have heard a lot of good things about a lot of modern romance books and so I want to read them but I also want to have an excuse to read them so I want to make a video kind of saying like oh somebody that doesn't typically read these books reads for example this is like the next books is Colleen Hoover everybody talks about Colleen Hoover I've never read a Colleen Hoover book in my life um I want to I think I'm going to read Verity and November 9th because I feel like I hear the best things about those two um but the main reason why I want to read these and this is definitely not a hate read I'm not reading it because I know I'm going to dislike it I'm reading it just because I'm interested because like I just think it'd be cool to give a perspective whenever I'm not to those aren't typically books I do read um but yeah I have just heard really good things about those two specifically I don't I kind of want to read It Ends With Us, but I feel like I've heard a lot of mixed things about it, and I've heard that it glorifies abuse, so I'm not sure if I want to read it or not, but let me know if you have and if I should read that. I think another reason why I want to read Colleen Hoover is also to kind of broaden my horizons, I think, um, and you'll, and I'm also going to bring in other books later on in this episode of that are kind of going to do that as well. But I realized in the past couple years that I'm glad I've gotten back into the full swing of reading and talking about books and like really getting back into kind of just being a reader, I guess. Um, But I'm realizing that I have kind of kept to my genres like fantasy, dystopian, really for as long as I can remember. And I'm learning that even though I may not be gravitated towards a certain genre I may like it anyways um so there's that also I want to do an entire episode on book shaming um I feel like I see a lot of people book shame and I specifically see a lot of people book shame Colleen Hoover readers or like that genre so I kind of maybe it's a little bit to prove a point but I really want to do an episode on book shaming because in my opinion I feel like it doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter what somebody reads. Like if somebody's a reader and somebody enjoys looking at words put together on a piece of paper and 
feel something from that, like I consider that to be a win and something that I can relate to them on. But I also don't want to be so... I think I saw, I listened to um, this podcast. It's called Influence-ish by Maddie Blaine. She went to my school and she talked about this, but I feel like sometimes I specifically don't do things just because everybody does them. And like, I need to get out of that because it's honestly kind of toxic because I, for example, whenever I was like in ninth grade, um, I read um, The Fault in Our Stars, and I loved it, but then once everybody started loving The Fault in Our Stars, I, like, hated it, because I hated that everybody liked it. Kind of same thing with, like, Harry Potter. Whenever Harry Potter TikTok became popular, part of me was, like, super excited, because there was a whole new wave of people that were starting to like Harry Potter, but the other part of me was, like, ugh, like, that's annoying, because now everybody likes what I like. I don't, I know that that sounds toxic, but I think it's my individualist cons, or individualist complex, um, I don't like to attribute everything to an Enneagram, but I'm an Enneagram 2, and in growth and in healthiness, I'm an Enneagram 4, because that's just, like, kind of how the Enneagram works. You have, like, your number that you lean towards when you're in stress and one that you lean towards when you're in growth, so I'm pretty sure that that's kind of the reason is, like, I have a little bit of Enneagram 4 in me that just makes me very, like, I don't want to be like everybody else, so I'm trying to get past that. Um, by reading things out of my comfort zone and also reading things that a lot of people like just because I guess this is all just to prove a point to myself but this was so long moving on to the next series um jumping straight back into fantasy um and kind of going based off of what I've been talking about in this episode I'm reading Crescent City the other series by Sarah J Mass. I got the first one for Christmas and it is thick like it's like 700 pages long at least um, it's definitely, I've heard that, like, the first half of it is a lot of world building. Sorry if you can hear this plane. I've heard that a lot of it is a lot, a lot of world building. Um, but I have also heard that it's one of her best series. A lot of people, it's their favorite series that she's written. So I'm excited to read that and kind of, like, complete my Sarah J. Mass reads for the year. I think that she's coming out with the third Crescent City next year. So I will be fully up to date after that. And then kind of going based off of um, the kind of reading things outside of my comfort zone, I have also realized, I was thinking about this the other day, and I'm like, I really do not read standalones. Like, I don't know what it is about standalones. I think it's just because I know how attached I get to books. And so the thought of only reading one book and like it's done just is mind blowing to me. So again, getting out of my comfort zone, I'm going to read a lot of the and I guess another part of this is that I have, there's a lot of like standalone book talk books that I've never read, but I hear everybody talk about. So some of them on the list that I'm kind of like going in between, um, and let me know if you like these, um, and I will put it on my list if you guys do, um, Cersei, um, Daisy Jones and the Six, The Secret Life of Addie LaRue, um, Song of Achilles, what other ones are on my list? I'm kind of just like throwing out the ones that I feel like are in that kind of genre of books where I'm like, I want to read them and I've heard really good things about them, but they're standalones. I just haven't read them before. So if you guys like any of those, let me know and I will add it to my list. But those I kind of just like threw into the same kind of category because um, I'll probably read some of these in between the series that I'm going to talk about. Um, Another series that I really want to read this year is Kingdom of the Wicked. I think or 
yeah, I think that's what it's called. Um, it's a trilogy, I think. And it's, I, from what I hear from people, it sounds like the type of series that I would just like because it's fantasy. Um, I believe it has a little bit of Greek mythology, correct me if I'm wrong. And then I'm pretty sure there's a large enemies to lovers trope. I'm a little bit skeptical about the series just because I, I have a hard time of like who to take recommendations from. I'm slowly learning that I can take them from some people and I can take some people's word for it. And so one of the people that I really like, I forget what her name is, but I follow her on YouTube and she loves this series. So I, and a lot of people that I do trust love this series. So I'm going to try it. If I don't like the first book, I'm going to DNF it, but I definitely want to at least try because it seems like a trilogy that I would really like. Um, another kind of out of my box, out of my comfort zone read this year, I want to read some Emily Henry books. So ones that I've heard of are Book Lovers and um, Beach Read. So that's going to be kind of towards the summertime that I'm going to read those because I feel like, again, romanticizing my life. I want to read some like summer type books in the summer. Um, actually, I don't know if Book Lovers is a summer book, but I know Beach Read is. And then... Last but not least, I'm kind of just doing the first half of the year because this could take me like six months. This could take me all year. I don't know. Um, but I also want to read the Six of Crows series. I don't know how I've gotten this far in my life and this far in my reading journey and not read Six of Crows because I just hear everybody love this series and everybody's obsessed with it. Um, so I don't know how I've gone this long without it. I've watched the show Shadow and Bone. I've heard not to read Shadow and Bone because I've heard not a lot of people love it. But I do love The Darkling because I love Ben Barnes. Um, anyways, I've heard the best things about Six of Crows. I actually have the series, or at least it's at my house, because I got it from my brother last Christmas. So I'm definitely going to read that this year. And I think another honorary mention for the TBR is that I might read the Plated Prisoner series. I've heard a lot of good things about that series. Um, let me know if you've read it before and you like it. So all of these kind of towards the end are ones where I'm like, I might read it, I might not. I definitely want to read, read, want to read Six of Crows because I've heard great things. But a lot of the standalones and like certain things like that, Plenty Prisoner series, I'm kind of going to revisit whenever I get to like June or July because I feel like at that point I'll have an idea of, you know, what I've read, what I enjoyed, what is new to my TBR, what I've heard people talk about. So that is kind of the wrap up and I'm probably going to revisit it later on in the year. But I hope you guys like this episode. Please let me know what you're reading. I'm going to post something on my Instagram and you guys go um, tell me what you're reading because I really want to know. Um, and if you're listening to this after I've posted it, DM me because I also, I still want to know. Um, but yeah, I'm, I know that this may not have been for everybody. I appreciate you guys that listened to it. Um, I don't know. I just love talking about books with people and it's, it's honestly one of my biggest passions in life. So I, um, I, I, even though, even if it's like a couple people that listen to this episode, like I don't care because I just think it's so fun to talk about books and bond over them. So I love you guys and thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you in my next episode. And I'll probably won't make another episode until after the cruise. Um, so then I'll have that to talk about. But anyways, I hope that you guys are having a great day and a happy new year.